Hello and welcome to episode 60 of Prosperity by the Pint. I'm your host, Bryce Carter, certified financial planner, charter financial consultant, certified investment management analyst, and self-proclaimed millennial money expert. This is the podcast where we talk about money, investing, business, and life success, all while having a cold beer. The cold beer of the week is from New Belgium, which is one of my favorite breweries out of uh, Colorado, and it is their Gluttony uh, Pale Ale. And it says crafted to remove gluten. I didn't realize it was uh, one of those gluten-free beers when I grabbed it, but that's okay. There it is. Cheers. Let's see. Mm, it's okay. <laughs> I think the, the the removal of the gluten made it less delicious, but it's all right. It's a it's a it's a very light for a pale ale. Uh, not a lot of hop to it, but I don't know. We'll see as we get to the bottom. This week, I wanted to talk about the key differences between assets and goods. So assets and goods. This is, to me, one of the keys to accumulating wealth uh, over time. And and so I've talked about budgeting. I've I've talked about investing. I've talked about those things quite a bit. Um, But in my view, this is is just a simple concept that can help you reshape the way you think about spending, investing, saving, right? And again, Bryce's view here is that buying assets versus buying goods is the the, the key differentiator between those that accumulate wealth and are financially successful and those that are not financially successful. Those people tend to buy goods. So what what is the difference between assets and goods? Now, there's an accounting definition, and it gets into long-term assets, short-term assets, liquidity assets, uh, durable goods, non-durable goods, uh, depreciating, non-depreciating, et cetera, et cetera. That's the accounting definition, and there's a bunch of different definitions in there. Try this beer again. I feel like it deserves another chance. All right, I'm warming up to it a little bit. It still just lacks lacks a punch, lacks a flavor. Um but their New Belgian uh, Ranger, uh, Imperial Ranger, is one of my favorite beers of all time. But so, so that's the accounting defini- definition. There's a, a lot of different things going on there. This is my simple definition. So, a good is an object that appreciates in value and has little to no tangible value beyond recreation or personal use. An asset, on the other hand, is an object, property, or investment that is intended to generate income or appreciate in value. It is bought for the purpose of accumulating wealth as opposed to personal use. So uh, a good is stuff, and an asset is an investment. That's the short, simple version. A good is stuff, and an asset is an investment. One appreciates in value, one depreciates in value. Appreciate versus depreciate. So we make wish lists about goods, right? Like the new iPhone comes out and you, you might say, I, I'm, you know, I really want to get, can't wait to get the new iPhone. People wait in line for it. Um, you know, I really want to get new furniture in the living room or a new bedroom set. Uh, I, I want to get a new bike, a car, a stereo, you know, whatever your thing is. Right. But, and we even put together lists like for birthdays and Christmases of goods that we want. And most of the stuff is just, just that it's stuff. We're accumulating more stuff than we used to. But very rarely do you hear people talking about accumulating goods, right? Uh, I'm sorry. You do hear people talking about accumulating goods. You don't very often hear them talk about accumulating assets, right? So it's not often that that you're sitting having dinner 
with some friends at a restaurant. It's not very often you're going to be doing that recently. I uh, have not done that much recently at all. But it's not very often you hear people saying, yeah, I'm saving up for uh, Amazon stock. I, I really want to buy another share of Amazon. Or, or hear people say that, <clears throat> I, you know, I made a list for my birthday of, uh, you know, how much I want to save so that I can buy this rental property down the road that's going for sale, right? We, we just don't think, we think about goods and assets differently. It could be the size of the purchase, but like I said, I mean, it's not often you hear people say, I'm saving up so I can buy shares of Amazon or Apple or uh, just the S&P 500 index fund. People don't get excited about that. They get excited about goods, the stuff they use, these things, right? Our phones that we play with all the time. We get excited about goods. We don't get excited about assets. But if we were to shift our thinking, right? And say, I'm really looking forward to getting paid this this week because I uh, am going to be able to save and buy a couple more gold coins or gold bars to save and work as a store of my value and act as a, fled, a hedge against inflation. If we thought about our assets the way we think about our goods and looked forward to purchasing them, that simple mind shift right there, like if you got excited to get to the end of the month and have excess money and, and be purchasing some of your favorite stocks because you also like their products. If that was your mindset for every product that you were buying, you were also excited to buy the, the stock of that company. I think the way in which you could accumulate wealth would be drastically different, right? I, I just, you know, and, and the wealthier you are and the more income you have, it's much easier to buy assets, right? Because it, 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 there's only so many goods that you can buy and goods are going to make up a smaller and smaller and smaller percentage of your income as you, are making a larger and larger income, right? Like a thousand dollar iPhone is a lot of money for somebody that makes $32,000 a year. It is absolutely nothing to somebody that makes a million two a year, right? So it's much easier for them to have disposable income that can go towards assets as opposed to excess goods. But if you shift this mindset and got excited about the asset component, just think of the wealth that you could accumulate, right? If you're if you're actively saving in a situation to where I, I want to buy more shares of Amazon, which is twenty four hundred bucks a share right now, uh, rough four hundred bucks a share is is not chump change by any means, right? So you do you know that for many people have to save to do that, which you know, it is is completely fine. I mean, just get excited about it, right? So. I think by shifting our mindset a little bit towards assets and getting excited about assets, we're much more likely to accumulate them. So one of the things that I, I, I personally get a little bit excited about is uh, I've talked away about how I budget in the past a little bit, but I'll just bring it up again because I think it's valuable and I'm going to take a beer break again. This is like I said, it's not bad, but it's more like a it's more like a hoppy lager than a pale ale. It just doesn't have a whole lot of flavor. Gluttony. This is not gluttonous by any means. Um, so I, I <clears throat> I've talked about how I budget and the way I budget is I have a fixed amount that I like to keep in my checking account. Let's just call that amount five thousand dollars. And every month money comes in, let's just say, you know, you stick with easy numbers, 5,000 a month comes in and every month money goes out for expenses, bills, mortgage, insurance, uh, health insurance, um, whatever stuff, <laughs> stuff again. Right. And let's say 6,000 a month that's coming in. That means at the end of the month, month, I should have 6,000 in my checking account instead of the 5,000 I typically keep. I transfer that excess money, that thousand dollars to my savings account. When my savings account is above certain thresholds, I go ahead and 
transfer some of that into my investment accounts. It's that's that's how simple it is. Now, if I'm saving for a larger purchase, let's say um, I'm saving for uh, new living room furniture, for example, and that new living room furniture is going to be twenty four hundred bucks. Uh, now I'm just going to have my savings account accumulate $2,400 above and beyond where I like to keep it at. And, and so that's how I budget that it's, it's super simple. I can explain it to you. I just did that in about two minutes. Um, now the thing that I like, I like to point out with this is when I have the excess, when I have that thousand dollars extra or whatever in my savings account, I get to throw that into my investment account. I actually get really excited about that. I get to go shopping for assets Maybe that asset is just, you know, the spider total stock market fund. Maybe it is, uh, and again, when, when, when talking about individual stocks, I recommend, you know, having a disciplined investment policy statement, um, which, which I incorporate very disciplined investment pr- principles in, into my financial plan. But maybe it is that the market has crashed because of COVID-19 and Amazon went from, you know, 2400 bucks a share to 1700 bucks a share. So I'll pick up one. Right. So I get I can get excited about that. I can get excited about the assets I earn and then I can get further more excited about them when I know they, they earn dividends. Right. So I don't think dividends are the end all be all. Um, a dividend is merely a company sharing the profit with the shareholders. Right. So they're taking portion of their profit and they're sending it to you. I don't get super excited about dividends because if a company is profitable and they're taking that money and they're investing in, in research and development and product development and um, infrastructure and things like that, that are going to make them more profitable down the line. I'm fine with that, too. But what I do kind of get excited about is a dividend where I can look at a, a, uh, an investment which some of the oil stocks. I'm not recommending oil stocks by any means. You can buy right now and get five, six, seven percent dividends, annual dividends to them. So you could have an asset that you put a thousand dollars in and, and just cash flow making fifty, sixty dollars a year on it, but just, just in cash flow before it even appreciates in value. So that's my mindset is I get excited about buying this stuff. I get excited about buying assets because you get that compound interest working and, and you know, I can, I can buy, when I buy a product off of Amazon, I can know that, that I'm actually a part owner of the profits of that part, uh, you know, product. Now it's going to be one, one tenth of a billionth of a percent of an owner, but still, right? So I can get excited about that. So I think shifting your mindset a little bit from from goods to assets and not looking nearly as much as accumulating goods, because many of the things that we buy get relatively short amount of use and then they're done, right? And instead of having to have the most recent phone or the most recent earbuds or watch or, or just stuff, think and try to get a little bit excited about buying assets. So asset purchases as opposed to good purchases. That's a good way of accumulating wealth and raising your income. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Prosperity by the Pine. I'm your host, Bryce Carter. I hope you're doing well. Don't forget to follow us, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Already said that. Pandora, wherever you listen, that's where we are. Cheers. The topics that I discuss in this podcast are meant to be general information and educational only. I'm not giving you specific advice because I don't know you personally. In order to give you specific advice, you should work with an advisor or someone that can learn your specific situation and give you advice that applies to you. If I talk about a specific security, please keep in mind I'm not recommending that security. And don't forget, investing involves risk. When you invest, there's always the possibility of losing capital, which is why you should consult with a qualified, licensed financial advisor prior to investing.